Welcome to Anchor Daily, where we daily engage in God's Word and prayer, reminding each other of the only anchor that truly holds. Hello, this is Nancy O'Brien. Today we're in 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Folks, this chapter contains some really difficult and challenging text. And it'd be easy to skim over a lot of this and not really try to understand what Paul is saying. But I want to dig into this text with you today to get a better sense of what Paul wants to teach the Corinthian church and us. One thing I appreciate about this chapter is the precise, almost cold logic that Paul uses to make his point. In my professional life, I'm a software engineer, and logic is something that I use every day in my work. And I find Paul's logical arguments about faith in Christ to be both comforting and familiar. There are certain facts that are required for Christ to be the Messiah and for our faith to have purpose. And those things are not arbitrary and they're not random. And there are very real consequences if they aren't true. There's a base set of facts without which our faith would be, as Paul says, in vain. In verses 3 through 8, Paul lays out those basic facts of the gospel and why they should be believed. They are that Christ died for our sins, which was foretold in Old Testament scriptures that he was buried and then rose from the dead three days later, as was foretold in Old Testament scriptures, that he was seen by many people at many different times, people who were still alive at that time and available to affirm those reports. In Corinth, Paul had a group of people who were so entrenched in their preconceived notions about how the world worked that they couldn't fully accept the truth of the gospel that they had heard from Paul. There were both Jewish and Greek Christians that didn't believe that people could or would or even should be resurrected from the dead. They wanted to pick and choose the parts of Christ's story that they could accept and leave off the parts that didn't align to their existing beliefs. They wanted Jesus' salvation, but they didn't want it to rock their world. How true is that of us today? I want all that Jesus has to offer, but I don't want it to change my thinking, my behavior, my spending. I want Jesus to change the consequences of my behavior without changing my behaviors. But that's not how things work. You don't get to pick out the parts of the gospel that fit into your life and ignore or deny the parts that are inconvenient. Paul shows how denying the resurrection of Jesus leads to a breakdown of the gospel, and the end result is in verse 19. If in Christ we have hope in this life only, we are all we are of all people most to be pitied. But Paul says there is hope, and our faith is not in vain. He knows the resurrection happened, and he walks through the logical outcome of the gospel being true that Christ is risen, that we are being made alive, that all rule and authority will be given over to Christ and his enemies will be defeated, that all who believe will be resurrected with new bodies, and that death and sin will be defeated. So there you go. Paul draws a through line from Christ's resurrection to our resurrection and ultimately to the end of death. There's a pretty lengthy discussion in this chapter about what our new bodies will be like post-resurrection, but I don't really think that's the important part. The important part is that Christ's death and resurrection directly leads to our resurrection. Paul is giving us a touchstone to come back to, a firm foundation on which to stand when things get crazy and the world seems off kilter. You know that Christ died for your sins. He was buried. You know that he rose from the dead and in him you are being made new and that all things will come under his rule. And you know that in the end, death and sin will be defeated. If you really know these things deep in your heart, then you can stand firm and not be knocked down when things get tough. So let me close with the exhortation in verse 58. Therefore, my beloved brothers, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that in the Lord your labor is not in vain. Let's pray. 
Jesus, we know that you are the great redeemer, that you died for us and that you rose from the dead to be a permanent intercessor for us with the Father. Jesus, I pray for all of us that when we start to forget who we are in you, that the Holy Spirit will be immovable and steadfast, prompting us towards your work and your ways so that in you, we will continually be made new and we will keep our eyes fixed on your promises of life renewed. Thanks for joining us today. Listen in tomorrow as we continue to encourage one another to be anchored, steadfast, and secure in Jesus. If you haven't already subscribed, please do so because we'd love to continue to dive into God's word with you. We'd also like the chance to connect further with you. If you go to Bethel.ch, you'll see all sorts of ways to connect, serve, and worship with our church body. Finally, please consider sharing this podcast with your friends by word of mouth or on social media. Have a blessed rest of your day.